Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 Timothy chapter 1. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would understand your truth. We pray that we would get your mercy, your grace, that you would make us what we need to be that we would have peace with you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 1 Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, according to the command of God our Savior, and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Just as I urged you when I traveled to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus so that you may instruct certain people not to teach other doctrine and not to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies which cause useless speculations rather than God's plan that is by faith. But the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a faith without hypocrisy from which some have deviated and have turned away into fruitless discussion, wanting to be teachers of the law, although they do not understand either the things which they are saying or the things concerning which they are speaking confidently. But we know that the law is good, if anyone makes use of it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not given for a righteous person, but for the lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and totally worldly, for the one who kills his father and the one who kills his mother, for murderers, sexually immoral people, homosexuals, kidnappers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is opposed to sound teaching, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God that I was entrusted with. I give thanks to the one who strengthens me, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he considered me faithful, placing me into ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, but I was shown mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord abounded with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and worthy of all acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But because of this, I was shown mercy, in order that in me, foremost, Christ Jesus might demonstrate his total patience for an example for those who are going to believe in him for eternal life. Now to the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, to the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. I am setting before you this instruction, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies spoken long ago about you, in order that by them you may fight the good fight, having faith and a good conscience, which some, because they have rejected these, have suffered shipwreck concerning their faith, among whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan in order that they may be taught not to blaspheme. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. 1 Timothy is the first of the letters that are not to a church, but to a person. 
Paul wrote this letter as both a personal and a public letter. It is written to Timothy, but meant to be shared. By sharing this letter with the Christians, it will make it clear to everyone the authority that Paul had given Timothy. Paul starts out the letter much as usual. His greeting at the beginning, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord, is very similar, but he adds the word mercy. Often he just says grace and peace. And in a way, you can say mercy is implied in the word grace. However, maybe Paul is thinking of himself and how he received mercy, as he will describe further. Paul tells Timothy that he left him in Ephesus to correct false teachers. I'm sure Timothy was well aware of why he was there, but it doesn't hurt to be reminded, and it would be especially helpful to have this letter to show that he had the authority to correct the false teaching. Paul describes these doctrines as myths and endless genealogies, which cause useless speculations rather than God's plan that is by faith. It seems that this teaching may not have been blatantly opposed to the truth, but it seems that it was just muddying the waters and not doing any good. And since they were proclaiming things as truth that are not truth, it really is a problem that needs to be stopped, even if it wasn't directly teaching sin. Apparently, there were some commands that these teachers were also trying to teach because Paul talks about the law. He says that the law is not given for a righteous person, but for the lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and sinners. Then Paul lists some really extreme sins. The law is given to restrain people from extreme sins, but the law doesn't save us or make us holy. We need God to save us and make us holy from the inside out, and then we won't need the law. Then Paul gives a prayer of thanks. But this isn't a prayer of thanks for Timothy. It is a thanks for God and what God has done for Paul. I think Paul intends to teach through this prayer the idea of grace. He says he was put into ministry, the idea of a position, of authority, but under God's authority. He says this was mercy and grace because he was not a good person. Paul says that God showed him mercy to demonstrate his patience. Then Paul tells Timothy that this is not going to be easy, describing it as a fight. And Paul mentions two people that he handed over to Satan in order that they may be taught not to blaspheme. I believe that Paul is talking about excluding them from the believers, what some people term excommunicating or disfellowshipping. But again, it is for their good as well, if they will learn. And now for a deeper dive. I think Paul gives some really good ideas about what the gospel is and is not about in this chapter. What is this Christian thing? One idea people have is that it's just a bunch of myths and genealogies. People who haven't read the Bible often think that is what is in the Bible. And even some people who don't understand but want to be teachers apparently do too. Myths and genealogies don't appeal to me, but some people really enjoy them. And so that is all they see in the Bible, just a bunch of stories that may or may not be true. But we need to want the truth and want to learn what these stories mean. They have a purpose. Then there are plenty of people who think that the Bible is a rule book, that it is a bunch of laws, mostly just telling you things not to do. And again, that doesn't seem enjoyable to me, but apparently some people really enjoy rules, 
and they like to look at the Bible that way. Paul says that laws are for the lawless. Perhaps the brief summary of what it is all about is verse 15. The saying is trustworthy and worthy of all acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. Jesus came to save sinners. That's the gospel. And I'm a sinner. I need mercy. I need grace. That is what this is all about. So, what are you reading the Bible for? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.